This episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast, has been brought to you by HorrorPack.com. Do you like movies? Do you like mystery boxes? Now for the biggest question. Do you like horror movies? Yes. Yes, I believe you do. HorrorPack.com has your fix for both. Sign up. And every month you'll get four movies on either DVD or Blu-ray. Unless you sign up for both. Well now, how much is this fantasy of horror? The DVDs are $19.99 a month. The Blu-rays are $24.99 a month. Pretty much a deal right there. Oh, and tell them Larry Greenstein sent you from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Horrorpack.com It's what everyone is dying for. think it is Klaus. Ooh, I love me a hot pickle. It's so juicy. That's not what we're talking about, Klaus. It has to be, because it's... Oh, hot pickle chips? Nine. 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 Klaus does not like these. I am done. Goodbye. <laughs> Alright, so this week we talk about hot pickle chips, flaming hot pickle chips, by Lays, and we do a top 10. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Rally the Podcast, and I will see you at the end. Bye. Top 10. With a Z. Oh, that's a Z, huh? Yep. Because it takes me to top10s.com. I mean, .net, sorry. 10 elaborate crimes people nearly got away with? Oh, there you go. That sounds like Oh, you want that one? That's right. Like I can do that. that. Right. Make fun of criminals. That's always good. All right. Well, they there we go. Never hold a grudge. No. No. <laughs> and they're not allowed to listen to this in prison, anyways, because that would be cool, unusual punishment. <laughs> so they're not allowed to be forced to listen to it. And, 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 yeah. It's different. All they can right. listen to it if they want to, but God knows why they'd want to. I think you start this one. Do I? Yeah, not this time. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Hey. How's it going, Chris? Alright, how you doing? You know what time it is? No. Time for... Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> it's at 4.17. We've been doing shit for a while now. It's time for... That's what you do, and that's why I try to stop you from doing it, but I got there a little late this time. So I'll just have to cut it out in post. Sure. So uh, this is top 10 elaborate crimes that people nearly got away with. Nearly. Nearly. Nearly got away with. So and number 10. Your dog and your stupid millennials. Yes. Number 10. Oh, they would get away with it every time if it was stupid millennials. Hey, man, that's not very nice at all. <laughs> number 10. The Barefoot Bandit. In 2010, a teenager named Colton Harris Moore taught himself how to fly a plane using a simulation program. But he never had a proper pilot's license. He was able to steal hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, I'm sorry. Planes, cars, and boats. All because he did it while barefoot. What? Since police usually find people based on their sneaker impression, and they never keep a record of toe prints, which now they probably will... Moore knew that as long as he took off his shoes, he could get away with stealing these vehicles. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Got your footprint. And tell your shoe size, buy your footprint. I don't think the 
police are just hanging around waiting for fucking shoe prints to show up so they can solve crimes. No, they're not waiting for fingerprints to show up either, but they they I use mean, they those use, to solve they crime. Use them they, they use shoe prints too to match, you know, that's what the impression to, but that's not like the whole basis of forensic science here. I mean, there are other factors involved. Well, apparently in 2010, it was. <laughs> he earned the nickname Barefoot Bandit and continued by to not wearing shoes yeah and continue I wanted him to step on a nail <laughs> uh, and uh, then the DNA no the actually you don't know, forget that a uh, Lego the, uh, the tetanus bandit <laughs> and continued to repeat the process over and over again Moore was finally caught and sent to prison in 2010 when he was just 19 years old he completed his full sentencing and was released on probation in 2016 wait so wait he was caught when? 2010. So he served six years-ish? Yes. For hundreds of thousands of dollars of theft? Yes, grand theft. <sighs> the story of the Barefoot Bandit has become sort of a folk legend. During an interview, Moore says that he regrets what he did, especially since he only began his life as an adult in the real world in his late 20s. Moore said, I've always either been in the woods or on the run or both. <clears throat> Which I'm trying to figure out how he did that. If he just like gathered up a bunch of bushes and just took off running around him. Yeah, while well, he was running through the woods. Uh, kids and Blair Witch. His story is so interesting that 20th Century Fox paid 1.4 million to purchase the rights to make a movie about him. Fortunately for him, though, that money had to go towards restitution to pay back the victim of his crimes. Good, bitch. Now, however, we need to find something wacky for you to do so that they'll pay us. To- $500,000 for the story. Nine. Oh, Mr. Number nine. Mr. 880. 880? Like A-T-E-80? 880 things? Or? No. 880. 880. Huh. Dang. During yeah, the... Gr- you can eat 880 anything. It's kind of impressive. I mean, like birds. <laughs> I, especially because a lot of them smell real bad. Oh, wait, no, that kind of nerd. Doesn't it? <laughs> 880 sprinkles is going to be a bit of a challenge. I don't know. Your fucking teeth will hurt after that much sugar. <laughs> like, God. Only a 790? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do I have to eat these one at a time? Can I just take a mouthful? No, we got to count. During the great... Well, I mean, you could count them into, like, a cup and then, you know... During the Great Depression, people... Jew, 700 cups. <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> During the Great Depression, people were struggling through poverty. No. Someone decided... <laughs> what? People were relishing in poverty. <laughs> Yay! This is so poverty. I, I, I can't... Love it. I can't afford anything. I'm going to eat this dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Tastes like hummus. (laughs) Tastes like black beans. (laughs) Tastes like black beans, exactly. And everything else I don't like. (laughs) Someone decided to make counterfeit $1 bills and began using them all over New York City. Because they traditionally don't look for counterfeit ones. Normally, counterfeiters never bother to make ones and fives because it's seen as far too much effort for so little money. Mm -hmm. These bores... (laughs) These bills were poorly made that the word Washington was misspelled and yet they were accepted and circulated all over the city. The Secret Service began tracking these fake dollar bills, and they discovered this mysterious criminal made at least 5,000 over the course of 10 years from 1938 to 1948. With inflation today, that's more like $90,000. Yeah, it's odd because they all had the picture of Fatty Arbuckle on them. <laughs> Except one. It had a, it had a, never mind. <laughs> One of the reasons why it was so difficult to find this man was because he never spent more than just a few of his fake dollars a week, and he never used counterfeit bills at the same store twice. The con artist was given the name Mr. 880 because of his case number. Boring. <laughs> We're out of nicknames for criminals. What do we do? Uh, okay. Case number 880. 
1948, Mr. Boring was finally discovered to be named Emrich Jutner, alias Edward Mueller. He was an old man in his 70s living in a small apartment. Jutner was getting free rent by working as his apartment building's superintendent. But he didn't have much of an income. He used his fake money to buy his essentials like food. Since he was otherwise a law-abiding citizen, he only served four months in jail. But he became a legend, and the story inspired a film in 1950. A very boring film, I'm assuming. I've made these counterfeit bills. I'm going to spend three of them. A week. A week. <laughs> this is dragging out. Preposterously long, guys. Can we get a script doctor in here? Maybe we can kill a few people while spending these dollar bills. <laughs> maybe you could, could spend a bunch of them at one time and get like a vehicle. I would have thought it's New York. Dog, it's something. Just <laughs> say it's New York. You don't really need a vehicle. Something could, to liven us up. Maybe he can befriend a small orphan boy <laughs> named Timmy. Something. Number eight. Maybe we can make this a Chaplin film. Number eight. The Twin Jewel Thieves. Like a Number eight. <laughs> like a scene out of the movie, a group of three masked men descended from the ceiling of the Kaufhaus des Westens department store in Berlin, Germany. Oh, good. I was afraid this might be like in Wisconsin or something. <laughs> Have to go on from tear about what the fuck kind of department store? <laughs> Security cameras watched them steal $6.8 million worth of jewelry before climbing their ropes and disappearing into the night. And they did nothing about it? It was almost the perfect crime. Security cameras if they're not providing security. Dude, this is, it seems like it was a while ago. It the was. Cameras didn't get off their asses and stop these criminals. It was almost the perfect crime, except for one tiny mistake. One of the three... The threes? One of the threes? One of the... Well, there was three. One of the thieves dropped a rubber glove that he'd been wearing. Oops. The police were able to take a single drop of sweat and find the dinner. <laughs> the, the only trouble was that... A he means DNA, folks. <laughs> That one may be a bit off kilter there. <laughs> the only trouble was that it belonged to two people, identical twins named Hassan Chop and Abbas O. <laughs> Even though they could narrow down the identity of these twins, there was no way to prove which one actually committed the crime. Because of this, they were both able to walk away without serving any jail time. However, it's not exactly like they got away with it they are being closely monitored by law enforcement the rest of their lives. There's the other possibility that they both did it. Yep. They were both there. Yep. Well, that sucks. This guy looks like he has to poo. Well, most people do it at one point or another. <laughs> this guy looks like he has to poo real bad. <laughs> that guy looks like he is pooing. <laughs> the process of... Why are you taking my picture now? This is not a good time. <laughs> it's not likely that if I'm ever seen by a witness, it'll be doing this. You never know. Tell me about the rubber. Now, was, was he taking a dump? What do you look like? Tell funny, me details. Give me details. Funny enough, this isn't about a robber. This is about a, Officer a serial killer. I'm to take you off the case. I thought, once I know what he looked like pooing. <laughs> Number seven, the Number Green seven. the Green River Killer. Oh, for nineteen years, the county of King the town of King County, Washington, was plagued by the mysterious Green River constipated killer. He raped and murdered women between eighty two and two thousand and one. Those are some old women. And then, and then, <laughs> well, I don't want to be. Different murders Good Lord. through dinner. <laughs> We're not explaining it twice. No, 
you're not. Not one bit. <laughs> Authorities arrested Gary Ridgway. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Stop. I didn't say anything. <clears throat> but for the people who knew him, he was one of the last men you suspect of being a serial killer. Oh, they always say that. Shit. He was a Vietnam. If there was you would suspect of being a serial killer, they wouldn't get away with it. <laughs> True. I think that guy's a serial killer. Well, we better check a look at him. <laughs> He was a Vietnam... How many did you kill? Well, it... the half, really, because they suspected me before I started. <laughs> he was a Vietnam vet who painted trucks for a car factory. In his free time, he was active in his church and evangelized the Bible to his neighbors. He was so good at acting... Oh, so, so that's the whole thing. He, every time somebody came over to his house, he started spouting Bible verses and stuff till they went away, and <laughs> so no one ever came over to his house, so he was free to do whatever he wanted to do. He was so good at pretending to be a nice guy, he was practically Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. No one would have ever suspected that he was... Yeah, hardly. One would never have suspected that he was... Hardly, victim. Yeah. Was living a double life. Even though Ridgway was being tried in court for 48 known cases of murder, he confessed to killing at least 75 women. You're not giving me enough fucking credit! To get it right. <laughs> There's at least 27 more people out there. Amazingly, he wasn't sh- exactly sure how many because he had lost count. You need to keep a journal. One, two, three, 107. Well, if you're going to bitch about they don't, you got the number wrong, then you should have kept records. So the, this would have been an easy process. Yeah. I'm going to give you the credit you were due. You, you lazy mass murderer. Give you the voltage you're due. <laughs> Number six. Number six. The Wizard of Molly. The Wizard of Molly? Who's Molly? Well, no, no, no. M A L I. Not M O L L Y. Ever could ever. There's another one. <laughs> the Wizard. How many Mollys do we need? <laughs> the Wizard of Molly. He just goes around changing people into Molly. <laughs> You're Molly. The pill or a person? Either. <laughs> You're the pill. <laughs> You're Molly Ringwald. Poof, you're Molly Hatchet. <laughs> Sometimes, all it takes for someone to be a so-called master con artist with air bunnies is to find a victim will gobble enough to believe in fantasy. We'll be back after these messages. Are you done? In 1995, <laughs> a man named Fotwanga Babani Soko, no, I won't say that again, from the West African country of Mali, went to the Dublai, the Dubai, the Dubai Islamic Bank for a car loan. He, he spoke to be a prince and said it just deposit so much money into his account. But... <laughs> he spoke with a bank manager named Mohammed Ayuba. Sissoko was so charming, and after talking for some time, he invited the bank manager over for dinner. Once Sissoko had Ayub alone, he claimed he was actually a wizard who had magical powers! Abracadabocus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He took a pile of money, and in a magical fuff of poke... He had a pile of money just sitting around? He, apparently. I'm a bank manager. Of course I have piles of money just sitting around. Uh, he performed a stage magic trick to make the money double before the man's eyes. This was enough to convince the bank manager to begin giving Sissoko over $100 million because he believed he could use magic to double his money. But the story gets even crazier. Oh, my goodness. Sissoko flew to New York City, walked into a city bank. Oh, this is why my fucking credit card is so high. (laughs) (laughs) This guy (laughs) ruined my credit. Met a female bank teller and convinced her to become part of the plan. You want to know how I got these scars? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I don't. Stab, 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 stab. All right, help. Once she was on his side, she legally married him in order for him to open up an American bank account. She illegally married him. Where he transferred the $100 million to the U.S. and gave her a $500,000 thank you fuck off. Sissoko <laughs> began living like a king. He bought helicopters, fast cars, and illegally married dozens of women. He also gave millions to charity. 
Every time he was arrested for something, he simply paid the bail. And when he, <laughs> and when he was eventually deported back to his shithole, he was treated like a hero. He was convicted of fraud and sentenced to three years in jail, but he got out of his sentence by being voted in as a member of parliament. In Mali, members of the government are not required to serve jail time. Oh, weird. It's just like America. Uh, even though he was caught and everyone knows he's guilty, he's never served a minute for his crimes. Like I got away with it then. Yeah. Oh, these were criminals that didn't get away with it. That's when, Yeah, he basically got away with it. Well, I mean, they know he did it. Yeah, but, but he didn't. They, they can't do anything. Unless, I mean, we know... Unless, like, he gets voted out of office and then they say, oh, guess what? <clears throat> I, well, if it's anything like this country, it won't matter. You have that title for life. They'll get on something. Tax evasion. Ball sniffing. It might be illegal there. Might be. Number five. Number five. The Family Killer. New from Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> John List was an accountant who lived in a mansion in Westfield, New Jersey, with his mother, wife, and three children. He lost his job in 1970. Mother and wife are two different people, right? Yes, there was a comma. Just check. Not a slash. That comma's very important. Yes. When he lost his job in 1971, he was so ashamed that he never told anyone. Every morning, he left his house fully dressed for work, but instead of commuting, he secretly, secret, secretly? secretly sat at the train station drinking coffee and reading newspapers all day. He stole money from his mother's bank account in order to pay the bills, but he knew that this couldn't last forever. Instead of facing his problems or trying to get a new job... He decided he needed a clean break. Okay. List then shot and killed his entire family. Okay, that's that's a, that's not a clean minute. break. Made a sandwich. Oh, important. And began to meticulously cut himself out of family photographs. He called his children to school to say they were going on a long, long vacation, and wrote it up on his family bodies, explaining why he quote end quote had to do it. He then disappeared for eighteen years. In 1989, a forensic artist created a bust of list for an episode of America's Most Wanted. Hey. Which is sort of back on the air. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a different format. That's a different show. It's, he, it's basically the same format, just a different show. Isn't he doing like follow-ups on some of the ones they hadn't caught or something like that? He's done a few of those, but he still does new ones. And, then, and his son, is his oldest son, not the dead one, yeah, I was is, is part of it too. Huh. Which is actually really cool. He's the one who does most of the legwork now. I want you to come into the family business. Your family business is creepy. Oh, no. No, no. He wants justice for his, his brother, too. Uh, oh, yeah. And a neighbor recognized his face. He had changed his name to uh, Robert Clark and moved to Colorado and Virginia at the same time. <laughs> He's a clone. No, he moved to Colorado and Virginia. He got married again found a new job, and lived a surprisingly normal life. He was caught and brought to trial before being sent to prison for the rest of his life. <laughs> the tragic irony about this whole story is that there was a Tiffany skylight hanging above the staircase that was worth over $100,000. If he had sold it, that would have solved his financial problems, and his family may still be alive. So he's a doofus as well. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Murray Doofus. <laughs> hey, watch it now. Watch what? This knife? Stab, 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 stab. Why are you doing this? I have no idea. What? <laughs> Number four. Number four. The inside finger. I mean, job. In 1991, a group of thieves planned out a massive heist of the Vincent Van Gogh National Museum in Amsterdam. Why would you do that? Just go to a coffee shop and smoke your problems away. Because they needed money for the coffee shop. Then go beg like half the other people. Oh no, it's Amsterdam. They give you, if you're not working, they give you a stipend. Because they are a pseudo-socialist country that still is mostly capitalist. They figured out how to get it to work. Okay, it was weed. Yeah, just look at Colorado. Weed makes it work. Weed makes the world go round. Yeah, I don't understand this shit, but I somehow don't care. <laughs> I feel good. Uh, one of their co-conspirators got a job as a security guard. 
See, they didn't need money to go. The guy got a security guard job. He could have bought it for all of them. So he was able to allow his friends to stay in the museum. One of the thieves hid in the bathroom till he dropped a deuce. And then there was closing time. You just can't resist, huh? Nope. Poo joke. And we noticed. And it appeared in the security office with a gun. Beer. Bang. The security guards were taken hostage and forced to disarm the alarm system. This left the thieves to pack up 20 paintings and run before the police could arrive. They would have gotten away with it, too. They're carrying 20 canvases. But there was just one problem. Their getaway car had a flat tire. The thieves could not exactly carry the paintings on foot, so they were forced to abandon the precious works in the vehicle. The police recovered the paintings, which they were estimated worth were... <laughs> the police recovered the paintings, which they estimated were worth hundreds of millions of dollars, in quotes, because art is only worth as much as you're willing to pay for it. Or who you can find a buyer for. Exactly. After detectives investigated the case... Oh, stolen Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you 12 bucks for it. Yeah. No, no, this is worth millions. <laughs> yeah, sell it. Yeah. After the detectives investigated the case... The security guards that were involved in the plot were arrested along with the other co-conspirators. Conspirators? Conspirators. 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 Yeah. Conspirators. 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 Dirty ears. Yes. Depends on what prison they put you in. <laughs> Ew. Ooh. Um, number three. Number three. The pizza bummer heist. Pizza bummer heist? Bomber? Oh, bomber. I was like, pizza bummer. <laughs> the pizza uh, heist. In 2003 of, of August, a man named Brian Wells showed up to a Pennsylvania bank with a collar. Oh, I know this one. With a collar bomb around his neck. Oh, yeah. He claimed that he was a pizza delivery man who had been called to the house and tasted, tasted hostage. It's not very good. Kind of sweaty. You getting him nervous? Taken hostage, Wells claimed that the criminals gave him a scavenger hunt with a map and tasks to accomplish. One of the items on the list forced him to rob the bank, and that if he did not finish the scavenger hunt within a certain amount of time, the bomb would explode. He was caught fairly quickly, but the police didn't believe the explosive was real. They were waiting for the bomb squab. Squab? <laughs> <laughs> oh look it's here it's the bomb squad <laughs> waiting for the don't bomb don't get too close get too off <laughs> don't it's got a horrible well, temper it'd be the squad bomb wouldn't it yeah, the squad bomb <laughs> he's got a terrible temper pull <laughs> <laughs> did you shoot no don't have to you catch these merry-go-land <laughs> they're waiting for the bomb squad to arrive when it exploded. Not the squad, the bomb. <laughs> the bomb squad. Killing Wells. <laughs> Clearly the plot was spoiled, and for a while no one could figure out if Wells was actually a victim or part of the conspiracy. <laughs> the plot was foiled. No. Not if he was telling the truth, the plot wasn't foiled. Mm. The case has actually been turned into a documentary series called Evil Genius. Where they finally uncover the full story behind the attempted heist. By the way, if this plot sounds familiar, there's a film called 30 Minutes or Less that has virtually the identical plot. Though, the filmmakers claim to have been unfamiliar with the real live version when they made their movie. Lies! Quit whenever. Yeah. Number two. Number two. <laughs> Try again. Number two. There's your stinker. There's your stinker. The stock. The what? Everyone's covered in spittle. There's little rainbows everywhere right now. Number two, the Stockholm getaway. Syndrome. 
Uh, no, get away. Pulling off an art heist ain't easy. Nope. But in the year 2000, in the year 2000, a group of th- thieves managed to. You don't get that, do you? Yeah, okay. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> a group of thieves managed to get away with stealing it's millions. It's been going of, on for uh, like 35 minutes. <laughs> well, you wanted to do this. And it's going to be edited down to like eight. <laughs> <laughs> so you hope. Um, get away with stealing millions of dollars worth of paintings from the National Museum of Stockholm. Stockholm. It's been a while. <laughs> they had timers set to explode multiple car bombs in the city. Even though the alarm was set off, they were able to keep the pit, the, the piece busy. Well, technically, the police busy with the car bombs and bought themselves enough time to steal two Renoir paintings as well as the famous self-portrait of Rembrandt. They even planted nails at the entry of the museum so the police would step on them and impale their feet. Damn! Wait. The mean motherfuckers. That what? was how they barricaded the door? They threw out some tacks? They, no, nails, not tacks. Tacks, they would have been like, oh, who fucking cares? I'm thinking these are probably like this, so they go through the shoe. I'm thinking the police opened the door, looked down, and said, ooh. They might have left the door open and just Give filled... Give me a room. Well, they might have filled the hallway with them, and we don't know if they, like... I mean, they probably didn't, you know, glue, glue. But, you I mean, they might have, like, spilled some glue down, stuck them down, and just let it harden. Who knows? Needless to say... The thieves all climbed into a boat and sped off into the night before the authorities could arrive to the museum. They probably felt triumphant in that moment. They probably felt like they were a part of a James Bond film. And it actually says that. <laughs> However. Which one? Yes. It's one thing to steal the paintings and a whole other thing to successfully sell them on the black market. Uh-huh. Every time the thieves attempted to sell one of the paintings, a conspirator would get arrested. By 2005, a total of eight men were arrested in connection with the heist, and the paintings were recovered. Aww. Basically, the police and the black market said, here's a bag of dicks. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And number one. Nothing. The murders. Number one. <laughs> the murders of Israel Keys. This guy owns the keys to Israel. I'm impressed. Yes. In his younger year, a man named... So they can't lock it right now. He's just sitting there. He's been arrested in 2012. Oh, so they got the keys back. Yeah. Okay. In his younger years, a man... Well, now spoilers. (laughs) In his younger years, a man named Israel Keys had been arrested for raping a young girl, but barely spent any time in prison. Like many other rapists who are set free, he went on to commit more rapes. Shocker. No kidding. He became a serial killer who would spend years planning to kill his victims before he ever acted on it. When he was finally ready to commit the crimes, he paid for everything in cash, turned off his cell phone, and basically did everything quote-unquote right to avoid capture. This multi-year crime spree came to an end when he was caught in possession of one of his victim's debit cards, which he had kept as a memento. Stupid. In 2012, uh, I have a certain mm-hmm. gratitude to the concept that serial killers are kind of stupid in that way. That makes it easier to catch them, and that's a good thing. In 2012, he was interrogated in Anchorage, Alaska, in front of no one. <laughs> that moves. Keys. I say Froyum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was interrogated in Anchorage, Alaska, in front of Moose and Squirrel. Uh, Keyes admitted to a dozen murders, arson, burglary, and rape. Well, that guy's a total jerk. He casually spoke about his crimes as if he was talking about a hobby, saying, You know, the things I've done, I don't feel bad about them. This is entertainment to me. In the end, Keyes didn't wait to hear his sentence and killed himself in in suicide? Killed himself in prison while awaiting suicide. A trial. <laughs> Try that again. Yes. <clears throat> in the end, Keys didn't want to. Didn't. Ah, fuck me in the butt. 
In the end, end, Larry's Hall. In the end. In the end, Keyes didn't want to wait to hear his sentence and committed suicide in prison while waiting trial. Cue music. Say something witty, then say cue music. Uh, Something witty, then cue music. you got for us today, Larry? A bag of chips. This seems familiar. <laughs> this is Lay's Flamin' Hot Dill Pickle Remix. Remix? Remix. So they've done this before and it didn't turn out so well. <laughs> I hope not. So. That's an interesting color bag. It is. What would you call that? Metallic pink? Turn up the flavor. Win concert tickets every day. Yeah, I might actually snap this QR code and see what it does. Scan below to unlock custom music by BB Rexha. Do it. Do it. Do it. Right now? Do it. Blaze, turn up the flavor. Song unlocked. So what is it? Does it let you download it? Or do you just get to listen to it? I don't know. Here. Yeah. This sounds like all those other songs that my ex listens to. Alright, um, there's supposed to be a, a code on the bag? Especially when she's feeling empowered. <laughs> supposed to be some kind of code on the bag? It says know. enter bag codes to see if you won some concert tickets. It doesn't give you a picture of where the thing would be. So. The lime and sea salt that we reviewed earlier. Hopefully, if I edited these right, it says inspired by pop music. This okay, one well, says this didn't do anything. This says inspired by hip hop music. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, hip hop remix. Uh huh. Oh no, it sounds all different. <laughs> The exact same song, it's just done differently. Oh, so it's... All right, well, while you're waiting for that, I'll read the, the, the thingy potatoes, vegetable oil. Ready for this? Yes, flaming hot dill pickle seasoning, <laughs> natural flavors, salt, spices, garlic powder, sour cream. Canola oil, yeast extract, malic acid, vegetable juice concentrate. What is that? Vegetable juice concentrate. Okay. V8. <laughs> yeah. Paprika extracts and annatto extracts. Annatto. Alright. I'm gonna open these. Okay, see so now that. Smells like hip hop. Smells like pickles. You wanna smell it? Smells like dill. No, it's just the pickle pops. Mm-hmm. Tastes like the pickle pops, too. It's getting better. Ooh, there's a little bit of that flaming hot stuff. I must have just gotten just a pickle chip then. Oh, no. Whoa. This one's got a bright, big, bright red piece on it. So, let me. Whoa. Oh, there it, wow. There it is. Mm hmm. Well, they're flaming hot pickles. God damn. Yeah, careful not to breathe when you eat these. <laughs> that shit will get your lungs you know, all red dragon out and stuff. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't like that combination, really. No. That's, that's, that was, I don't mind the dill. Was, I don't mind the dill pickle part. I don't mind the flaming hot part. I don't like a flaming hot pickle. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Or that be, oh! <laughs> Get an ointment for that. <laughs> you get moist. 
Now, I like the Flaming Hot fries. I'm not a big fan of the Doritos because there's just too much hot. Yes, they are. We ate the whole bag. Yeah, you, you just you made an exclamation when you ate these. I know I did because these are these are hotter than the uh, no, no, no. the they're, Doritos. They're the same hot. The same hot, but this has dill in it. Now that one's hot, but it had enough of the pickle that it actually tasted really good. It was a nice medium. Like you got a lot of pickle, you got a lot of hot, but you at least got a lot of both. Because hmm. one of them I had, it was like all pickle and no heat. All but, pickle. Ooh. Yeah, the, the pickle. And then I got one that was like eh, pickle the and dill, then hot. The dill's fine. The, the hot needs to be backed off on, in my opinion. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be flaming hot dill pickle. It'd be crazy warm dill pickle. Sounds worse. <laughs> crazy warm dill pickle. Mm. <laughs> Extreme dill. That's right, those dill. are Doritos. Ew. <laughs> I'm not going to recommend these, I don't think. No. If you just like really spicy pickles. If, yeah, exactly. If you just like really incredibly uh, spicy in case, crap. If you like really spicy with a hint of dill. With a hint of pickle, you'll love these. But then, like I said, every once in a while you'll get one that'll be really pickly and really hot. And so it's a nice combination. That last one I got was really pickly up front, and then it became a flaming, torturous dick in the face. So, (laughs) Now I really wanted those beer cheese ones to... Tense beer and cheese flavor. <laughs> tense cheesy beer flavor. How's the intense cheese? I wonder. <laughs> Limburger. <laughs> 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 Boom. We should have stopped the complex on our way back. Chris, you okay? <laughs> Munster. I like Munster. I know you do. My dad used to eat that exclusively it's, when I was that a kid. Every day after cartoons on Channel Thirty Six. No, not the monsters. I like them too, but the cheese. I like monster cheese. Well, that show was very cheesy. Mm, so are you. Just on the podcast. No. Yeah? No. When we're not on the air, you're pretty cheesy too. When we're on the air, I'm just quite intellectual. He's lying. And he's very honest and truthful. <laughs> Most <Yes>. of the time. <laughs> I don't want to well, wipe my pretty- eye with my finger. Don't know where it's been. <laughs> yeah, I do. Ew. <laughs> no. Not ew. More like, ah! I can't handle what he said. What? I didn't say anything with my finger. Not where your finger's been. Been in these flaming hot pickle chips. That's where it's been. <laughs> I don't want to go, hell, I want to scratch my eye. Well, I think that dill would help. No. <laughs> and my eyes are all... Dilly. Ew. It's very... Like Bud Light. Uncomfortable. Oh, and great. That was nice. Squidgy. And squidgy. And squidgy. Is there a little one? Just a little one. No. <laughs> They're weird. It's like... I don't like them, but I want to eat more. That's the curse of the potato chip, though, I think. Well... We were on the show. I wanted to throw them in your face by now. Thanks? We can eat this shit. <laughs> this payback for those pickle pops? Oh, I haven't even begun to give you payback for those pickle pops. The pickle pop is the culmination of a challenge you laid down long ago. I eat anything. I, I do eat anything. I'm like a trash compactor. And you'd know, and I'd still eat them if it was if it was either that or, or starvation. I would eat... A horrible pickle pop. If you do that starvation, you'd eat styrofoam. No, I wouldn't, because that has no uh, value. It'd make you feel full. It'd make you feel full, but you'd still starve to death. And you could use your poops to insulate things. <laughs> Why? But I've already got the stuff. I'll just use the stuff to insulate things. We can't watch the stuff. It's on Blu-ray. I can watch the stuff. I can't. Yes, I can. I have a Blu-ray player. Yeah, but the Blu-ray's at my place. <laughs> I can just go buy a copy then. Yeah, but you'll pay full price. I might not. That's true. You're Jewish. You guys have networks and stuff. 
wholesaler. That actually is true. I can set myself up for life with, you know, t-shirts. Why haven't you? Because I don't feel like going in and buying that many of one flavor of t-shirt. Flavor? Color. Flavor t-shirts? We might have to do something with that. No, that actually came out a long time ago. Or so you wash it once. The flavor's gone. <laughs> Tastes like detergent now. <laughs> well, with the Tide Pod things going on out there, maybe you won't care. Oh, yeah, people are eating those because they're so delicious. And that would be a scandal, wouldn't it? If they weren't trying to get high off the Tide Pods, they were actually eating them because they were so delicious. Well, they weren't even trying to eat them to get high. They were trying to eat them to see how long they could keep it down. That's what the challenge was. We'll just do the Epicac Challenge. Did you hear that? The Castor Oil Challenge. The Castor Oil or Epicac Challenge. Try that. Ooh, I got a better one. Try Cleaning Your Room Challenge. I hear that one's a good one. See how long you can clean your room for before your mom complains. Yeah. And she will complain because she's your mom. Trust me. I know you and your mom. And Jesus. Yeah, your mom complains a lot, man. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Especially when I'm ramming her in the ass. All right, too far. trying to coax them into doing something stupid and then you took it too far. And yeah, like, but you got to insult them to make them do it sometimes. No, we were trying to... It's not it. even reverse psychology. It's insultive psychology. They're not going to do it now. Well, no, now that we explained it. Of course, now that we said that they're not going to do it anymore. You, saw, you watch them do the shit. Man. Yeah. Give so, that, uh, give the, me that tie the, Yeah, the clean your room challenge. Go for it. Oh, or the do your homework challenge. I hear that's a good one. What? Stop listening to a fucking podcast and do something constructive. How about uh, challenge? Put your fucking game down and go the fuck outside. Challenge. There's this big ball out there. It's called the sun. It'd like to see you. Is it good? Take your camera with you. To take a picture of the sun? That's how we get another season of ridiculousness. <laughs> but you can't send them in. They just have to find them on the internet. Oh, though. Yeah, so if you have a GoPro, which you probably do because you're a spoiled shit, spoiled take shit. that with you. Don't forget, skateboarding down a very steep hill is a lot of fun. Yep. Wear a helmet so you can put your GoPro on it. Or, yep. or your faux pro. Put the GoPro on the helmet. Put the helmet on the bench. No, put the helmet on your head. We'll, we'll allow them to wear the helmet. And well, then you don't need your permission to wear a helmet. They'll wear a helmet if they want to. And then take that really steep hill and try and, and jump those stairs. Because I can do it. And I'm 40 plus. And he's old. Yeah. And he's old. You're not 40 regular? Look at me. I think of regular anything. Only 40 plus. Okay. <laughs> and they get stumpy legs. I'm a 40 plus and a 48 short. You're all kinds of weird. <laughs> yes, I am, Chris. Yes, I am. You should know that by now. So that's a negatory on the chips, Ghost Rider. That is a, yeah, that is a new. How about new? You crazy flaming pickle bastard. Interesting concept. The execution is somewhat akin to an execution. <laughs> now, I'll put out there, uh, there's a lid for every pot. And there's somebody out there who probably absolutely balls out and loves these things. In fact, that's probably the reason why they got made. Because some guy took flaming hot chips and... Regular dill pickle lays, put them in one bag, and we're like, they're remaining! They taste great as I sit in front of my computer for 48 hours. I did that recently. <laughs> sit in front of my computer for 48 hours? I sat in front of my computer for 48 hours. Were you playing a video game? No, you were is not. Final Cut Town is a video game? No. Even the way we do it? No. Okay. Then, but, no, I guess I technically I wasn't playing a video yes, game. So, th oh, this will be great for my. 48 hours of Fortnite. But there were cut scenes. Mm -hmm. There were cut scenes. So, smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you pay me the big bucks for. It's good they don't pay you anything at all then. Yeah, so wait. Your little double so A that check. Your double A battery is literally walking across the table. It's moved like all two inches. Yep, you pissed it off. <laughs> I'm coming to get you. Just like that squirrel. <laughs> oh, that squirrel was just chilling, man. So, all right. So, uh, cue ridiculously hot pickle music.
could have told Klaus what you were talking about this week, and I would have not been so excited. Then I would not have wanted to do this. Well, it's more fun to see you suffer, honestly, Klaus. I don't like you very much. What? What are you saying? Hey, you're kind of creepy. Why is everybody saying that about me? Even Neil says that about me. See? Okay, okay, okay. I go. No, no, no. We need you around. Don't go. Just get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Klaus realizes. So goodbye. <laughs> Alright, so you heard about the hot pickle chips, barf, and you heard the top 10 list. Hooray! So, for Chris, Chris in parentheses, and all the gang here, I'm Larry saying, don't buy those. I hate my life. Hey everybody, Larry here from Achieving Reality the Podcast. So you've missed the last few episodes, have you? That's cool. We got you covered now. That's right, Achieving Reality the Podcast is now on Spotify. Nice, right? So now you can listen to us on Podbean, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and iTunes, and Spotify. We're growing and growing. I mean, wow. Follow us on Facebook and give us a listen on all of our new platforms and our old platforms. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Achieving Reality, the podcast. See you soon. Tastes like hummus.